Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you after one of the closest finishes in the history of NASCAR. It happened Sunday, the Ambetter Health 400 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, three one thousandths of a second. And it's Daniel Suarez getting win number one of 2024 and the second of his NASCAR Cup Series career. We tip our caps to Trackhouse Racing and Daniel Suarez. Because of the jumbled nature after the Daytona 500 going so long and us going to Atlanta, the folks at Hendrick Motorsports have been able to prolong their celebration of winning the Great American Race. Matter of fact, this past week, they had their 500 celebration in-house. Our Kim Kuhn was there and had a chance to catch up with Jeff Gordon, who knows a thing or two about winning in the 24 car over at Hendrick Motorsports. William Byron's Daytona 500 win marked the fourth time the 24 car was in victory lane, but the first time it was a different driver because you won the first three. I know you've talked about it being a different kind of phenomenon, but go a little deeper. How is it different? The pride in it. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, especially being in the vice chairman role, I mean, I've, of course, been around Hendrick Motorsports throughout my whole career and um, seen what Rick has accomplished and what the company has accomplished. And, and as you mentioned, as a driver, but, um, you know, I never thought that I could get as much joy out of watching somebody else win or from this perspective. But honestly, I, I, I've, I've seen the hard work. I've seen the effort. I've seen the passion that this whole, you know, Hendrick Motorsports company has, but also those individual teams. And I think in particular with William and, and William and Rudy and that whole team, I've just seen that the way they've been progressing and and i've seen how they've gone about it and um you know it's exciting to to just see something that that is that is growing and and who knows where it can go um but it takes uh, you know big wins 
um, to build the confidence that takes big wins to, you know, kind of solidify yourself within the sport, uh, as well as how it adds to Hendrick Motorsports' dynasty. And, um, you know, to me, there's I know there's a few more on their list that they want to try to accomplish. And, of course, the championship. But um, just, you know, very excited to see, you know, what they're doing right now as an organization, as a team, and how they're adding to, uh, um, you know, to, to put themselves at a higher echelon and um, it makes me really excited and proud to to be a part of that. You've said that you've enjoyed watching William make the 24 his own. What do you think he's adding to the legacy of that car that you started? Well, of course, I mean, it starts with performance. It starts with winning, but it's also, I think, about how he represents um, the company, the team, the the, the sponsors, uh, the fans, the sport, you know, of NASCAR and and I, I don't think there's a finer young man, you know, out there that that represents and is more passionate about being a race car driver and being a NASCAR driver for Hendrick Motorsports than, than William. As you look at his performance, he's set himself apart from the other drivers in the field with nine wins in the next gen car, the most of all drivers currently. You know, you spent time in the TV booth. You now are vice chairman at Hendrick. You spent time behind the wheel. As a driver, what do you see in William that you think has helped him adapt to this generation of car more so than the field? Well, nobody's been on a faster trajectory. I mean, I think everybody talks about, you know, his path being very... Um, you know, different than most, and and I when when you come up through different types of styles of, of, of driving, whether it be from simulation games to um, you know to to late models and and uh, what you know trucks and Xfinity, he's done it so fast that he's been forced to have to adapt quickly. And, and because he's been forced into it and he's had success, then he has confidence in being able to do that. So I think, you know, his timing was was just right, I believe, in when he came to Hendrick as well as when this newer you know, car, the next-gen car, came along. Because the longer you're in a t- certain type of vehicle and swap over, the harder it is to switch. And I think, you know, with him not really getting too comfortable with the the gen 6 car i think that that you know it's made it easier for for a lot of guys that are um younger but also as you mentioned it you know just just able to adapt quickly and i also think that's a lot of why he's had success because he is capable of doing that at every level the 24 group had a six win season in 2023 as you look at hendrick motorsports as a full organization does that set the benchmark for the expectation you have as an entire organization for 2024 well of course we always have high expectations um you know having two in the in the final four with a shot at the championship was you know was a big deal um and and that's you know that's sort of the standard that we're hoping and looking for but we also didn't win the championship so that you know that motivates all of our teams over the off season of how, how do we improve how do we get better and and i, I think we we, we typically come into this uh, a new season very very well prepared um, with, with you know just making our list of how how could we have done it even better and and we have a lot of depth in our organization with great people that uh, allow us to to be able to do that now we got to figure out how do you maintain that and, and keep pushing throughout the season I think that's the thing about this new car is they're they're so equal now it's about development and not just development over the offseason but development throughout the season as the playoffs come and you get into the playoffs how do you just keep 
trying to find those little tiny areas that you can be a little bit better than your competitors. Hendrick Motorsports celebrating their 40th anniversary this year. You were instrumental in so much of their success early on as you are in this vice chairman role and are looking at the future and the things that you're doing to help the organization move forward. Where do you see Hendrick in the next 40 years? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, it's it's going to be hard to maintain what, what has been set forth in this past 40. Um, but if you look at the you know, the, the, the early beginnings and, and how close the, the, it was to, to stopping before it even got started. Um, and we're going to celebrate, you know, all of that success from the very beginning. Jeff Bodine at, at Martinsville. I think Martinsville is going to be exciting for us this year. Um, but obviously now it's about maintaining um, what what has been created, what's what's been, you know, sort of, um, I, I'd like to say that the first 40 were just the start. That would be nice. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you, you know, I think once you get to this level, then it's how do you continue to grow and how, how do you continue to, you know, maintain that. Um, and so certainly for the foreseeable future that I'm going to be here. Uh, I don't know if that's 40, um, but, you know, I just want to take everything that I've learned from the greatest mentor you could ever have in Rick Hendrick um, and working with the great people, you know, that I have over the years and being a part of championship teams and now looking at it from from this new perspective of um, keep giving you know, all these folks, the, the, the resources and, and the, um, you know, surrounding everybody with, with the right people and, and talent and, and continue to push forward. But also we got to make sure we're adding value to our sponsors because we can't do it without them. And we got to make sure more fans are coming to, to the, uh, to the tracks and watching from home. So, um, it, it's, a, it's everybody, right. That it takes to make sure that, uh, the sport is healthy in 40, you know, the next 40 years, as well as Hendrick Motorsports within it. Thank you, Kim. Good to hear from JG. Good to hear from everybody at Hendrick Motorsports, and they should continue to celebrate their victory in the great American race. Let's shift the conversational gears here. We're off to Las Vegas. Race weekend number three, points paying wise. Fourth, if you include the clash at the Coliseum that got us going there to start the month of February. Whenever we go to Las Vegas, we always think about our good friend Brendan Gone, and of course his family and their involvement at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway and at the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa south of the Strip. Let's go to the NASCAR Live Wide Open Hotline and bring in Uncle Brenny, who joins us. Top of the morning, Brendan. Welcome in to NASCAR Live Wide Open. Well, you make it sound like I'm the only host in town, but I, 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 we appreciate it. The South Point is a, it is where the racers stay, so we like to, you know, we like to claim that we are the host. But of course, Las Vegas Motor Speedway might have something to say with it. Well, Motor Racing Network also stays at the South Point. How many, you say where the racers stay, how many teams, like how how many of them stay with you over the course of a racing weekend? So it was really funny. Yesterday we had our our, our weekly managers meetings and in the meeting, the, the general manager of the property, Ryan Growney, looked at the hotel manager and said, how many teams do we have? And she goes, 41. And, and I laughed and said, Ryan, that's 41 named teams. Richard Childress counts as one team, but he has four teams staying with us you know joe gibbs has three teams but he only counts as one on that list so i counted it up it's 74 between truck xfinity and cup there are 74 numbered race cars uh staying at our place and and all the way from from you know the penskis and the and the you know, the childresses to johnny davis and jeremy clements and all you know we we everybody comes and stays with us we try to give a deal you know big and small to everybody and and look it's 
it's our market, Baggy. It's we're, we say it's where the racers stay, but we are racers. So, I mean, everybody does stay with us. Now, there was a time when you used to be in the casino business and the racing business, and obviously you backed away from racing. How much work do you do with the casino? Like, are you in there every day? Are you yeah. are you a part of the mix? Like, what all do you do? So, so anybody that has worked with their father in their lives, and, and especially if their father happens to be, and and I, I feel very confident saying this, one of the best in the world at what he does, um, arguably one of the best all time at what he does. It's it's kind of like Jimmy Johnson having a, a daughter or a son that wants to go into racing. It just never, you know, it, it makes it a little, you know, Michael Andretti was a great race car driver, but he was no Mario Andretti, right? I mean, it's, it always makes it a little difficult for that. Um, my father, I am the smart enough one to stay away from my dad for the most part. We get along better than any of my brothers and sisters. We have amazing relationship. I go to meetings at the hotel in an unofficial capacity only. Uh, I ran until recently our, our, we had two casinos in Mesquite, Nevada that we recently sold. I ran those with our partner, Frank Toady's son, Anthony and I, um, I ran those for the last five, six years, um, and, and was smart enough to, to, you know, let dad have the South point and be the South point and go do the other things. Um, but for me, mostly I got my little companies. I got my distillery that of course, Mike Dolan, the old NASCAR official, is is the uh, distiller of little city light shine or little moonshine company i got a chemical company that i started with my spotter um the guy that rode with me in the off-road who was my spotter through most of my nascar career uh, the batman bill holbrook he's my partner in the distillery he's my partner in the chemical company you know i i i screwed up retirement baggy worse than any two human beings alive I mean, most of the time when a driver steps out of the driver's seat, they like to enjoy the fruits of labor. You just created more labor and no fruit. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, trust me. Trust me. I think that all the time, too. I'm like, where is the fruit? But, uh, you know, look, it's I, I wouldn't know what to do if I wasn't trying to stay busy. And then, of course, with, you know, two boys, they, they keep you busy enough. Matter of fact, uh, I appreciate you accommodating me this morning. My my youngest boy, the one that's racing cars, gets his cast off today. Um, he broke his arm about a month and a half ago. Um, he broke it playing flag football because I won't let him play tackle because tackle I don't is too dangerous at this age. So uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so let's just break an arm or limb while playing flag football. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Broke. 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 Radius and ulna snapped him clean. I mean, oh yeah, no, it was it was a bitch and break. Um, so he gets his cast off today, and he's excited because he's hoping the doctor clears him to race the mid four hundred next weekend. <laughs> so, do you miss being behind the wheel of a race car at all? I know you got a lot going on now, but do you miss it? And if so, what do you miss about not driving a race car? Define a race car. Uh, do I? I still race in the desert, right? I, I finished second in the Baja One Thousand this last year. Um, I got my Class One off-road car that I race. Um, I've done some some sports car testing for some buddies, um, trying to help them out and doing some some driver coaching, and then I might come back and do some more sports car. But do I miss NASCAR? I think is what you're asking. Um, honestly, no. I I I loved what I did. It was a great life. It did great things. I love hanging out with the beards and going and and helping them at the races we show up. Uh, you know, Anthony did a phenomenal job for us at Daytona. Uh, so excited having Anthony Alfredo and the Death Wish Coffee. And can, first of all, can you imagine if I had Death Wish Coffee and Dude Wipes as a sponsor? How hilarious that would have been. Yeah, you're shaking your head. Those that can't see, um, we're looking at each other. Uh, and and yeah, no, if you had me with Dude Wipes and Death Wish Coffee when I was racing, which, by the way, I'm drinking a Death Wish Coffee right now out of my Las Vegas Motor Speedway mug. And that's why I am how I am. I have three or four of them a day. But 
I don't miss NASCAR. And watching that Atlanta race, that is the definition of why I'm happy I'm retired. Why? What? Why? Why would you not want to be a part of that three-wide dash for the checkers? Uh, three, four, four wide for three straight laps at Atlanta. Three wide going to the checker. That was one of the most phenomenal races I think I've ever seen in NASCAR. I mean, it was uh, Marcus Smith. As much as we all screamed and yelled and bitched and moaned about not repaving and you know let it stay the way it was, it was and it put on great races, Maggie. Right? I mean, Atlanta was a phenomenal race. But this this hybrid super speedway mile and a half track, watching that race, I am 48 years old, and I watched that race and said, wow, am I glad I am sitting my happy keister on the couch right now watching this because that might be the most frightened I would have ever been in a race car. And I've done some amazing in a race car. It was, it was phenomenal watching that race. And I got to tell you, what the boys are doing right now, Baggy, I... I I, I, it doesn't always equate on television, right? It doesn't always, we always say Daytona and Talladega, how mentally grueling it is does not show on television because it looks like we're going so slow on TV and everybody's just sitting right next to each other and having a cup of coffee and we're just riding around, you know, riding around. There was no riding around. In it was absolutely phenomenal. And that is the definition of why I am staying retired, because them boys are putting on a hell of a show. And kudos to them. Well, when you look back, obviously, we had a great cup race. I want to get your thoughts on Jesse Love. Now, a lot of folks are late to the dance on Jesse Love. We broadcast ARCA races. Oh, yeah. We got the Jesse Love treatment last year before he became the champion. He won half the races that he ran. He obviously has a tremendous skill set, led a lot of laps at Atlanta, ran out of gas at the very end. I'm I'm Team Jesse Love. If you don't keep tabs on him now, you're losing out. And I can't even imagine what he's capable of. Just two races in, he wins, he wins both poles. He leads laps in each race. This kid is not a fluke by any means. What's your assessment of him and his driving abilities? Well, first, the two poles for Daytona and Atlanta, you got to equate that, you know, I'd say a, a large portion of that to the race team, right? I mean, that's ECR Motors and Chevrolet and RCR and what they've got going at that RCR camp, which is they look phenomenal to start this season, especially on the super speedway programs. Their super speedway program is dialed in. But then what the young man did as a driver in both races, you know, e even, even at Daytona with the damage that he got, he still looked good. And, you know, I've known, I've watched him since he was at McAnally, you know, a long time ago. You know, this is a kid I'm familiar with. And this boy, I don't like the sliced bread monikers. I don't like saying this is the next great, you know, I mean, that's just one of those, it's, it's overused term. And you, you in the radio business, as big as you are, people love to throw those around. But this is a young man, what he did at that race, how he controlled it how he controlled that field and and the poise he showed as a young as at the age he is to control the lines and and the spottering help and all that stuff really beyond his years so really proud of him excited to see what he's going to do this weekend at Vegas I I, I've heard, I heard you and Petey talking on the morning drive this is the first week of okay we get to see what we really got no offense to the super speedway races now we get to see what we have. We'll see what Jesse Love can do this weekend. But keep an eyeball on this boy because Austin Hill may have won both races and Austin Hill may be leading the points. And Austin Hill is also a, a, a great talent, but he's going to have competition from his teammate over there.
Well, being that you've led us there, obviously we're racing. And if you're just tuning in, Brendan Gaughan is joining us. Um, give us your insight. What are you expecting this weekend? What are what are the boys in the desert expecting this weekend out of uh, the three races we got coming up? So the, the bad news for the for, from the boys in the desert is it looks like we're going to have gusts of 50, 60 miles an hour Saturday and possibly Sunday. Uh, yeah, no bueno. It, 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 you know, for the Super Bowl, we had a phenomenal weekend. This weekend right now, it is 75 degrees outside with a light two-mile-an-hour breeze, and it is abso-freaking-lutely stunning, Bagman. And it is supposed to turn into the, the devil's snare with wind this weekend. So that, at Vegas, as you know, wreaks some havoc. You know, if the wind's blowing, you know, north to south, they're going to come out of turn two and lose those noses. If it's blowing down the you know front straightaway, it's going to pick you up off of four. It's going to really toss you going into turn three, turn one. Um, it's a difficult track in the wind. So that would, once again, talking about a Jesse Love, if you're talking Xfinity, not a lot of experience. That's a big curveball to throw at a guy like Jesse Love. In the cup cars, man, this place, there's guys that have just been so good here for so long. You know, you look at the Kyle Busch record and you look at the a Brad Keselowski record and some of these guys, I think that RFK team, this is the first real race for that, that you know, Dark Horse Mustang. We'll see what they've done now in the offseason. This will be a, because Vegas has always been good for them. You know, think of all the Logano, Penske, you know, Ford wins. Think of, of how well Vegas has played out for the Fords over the years. This will be a good test for that Dark Horse Mustang. Now, what about Kyle Busch on Friday night? Do you have the engraver on standby already or is it just... <laughs> We have to go through the through the formalities of a 200 mile race. Listen, it's never a, it's never a given. Um, I don't have the odd in front of me, but I have heard that there are a couple of casinos in town that did not put an odd on him to win the race. Um, now, now, once again, these are I I'm a believer in in sports gambling is a risk, and it's supposed to be you know you're supposed to take those risks. Uh, but if I'm going to handicap him, I'm going to put him as a minus 350 right now to win the race. And that is, if, for those that understand sports betting, in a in a 36 horse race field or 32 horse race field, having one guy as a minus 350, and I think he would get bet down to a minus 450 if you want the truth. Um, you know, so uh, I think that Kyle is is right now really liking. Um, being back, he he likes what he's got in them Chevrolets that he drove this last week, and I I don't think he's unhappy being back in the Chevrolet camp after all these decades away. I I agree with you a hundred percent. By the way, you can hear the Victoria's Voice Foundation two hundred coming up Friday night on MRM. We'll give you the broadcast schedule here in a moment. Appreciate you making time for us. Uh, good luck in that cast off, and uh, have fun this weekend. Appreciate what you and your family do, obviously, at the South Point and your involvement at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Appreciate y'all being out there when, when we come to visit you twice a year. Well, we appreciate, you know, you guys, MRN. We appreciate, you know, right now the PRN guys. We appreciate all of Sirius and, and anything we can do for you guys, Baggy. You'll always have a home. And, and remember, it's not only where the racers stay, but it's where the bagman stays. Oh, our good buddy, Brendan Gone joining us from Las Vegas, your congenial hosts for this weekend's Pennzoil 400 race weekend. And don't forget when we come back in the fall, it'll be the South point 400 race weekend at Las Vegas motor speedway. Let's get our odds fix right now with producer Trey. Let's see what Las Vegas is thinking. Take their temperature as far as the Pennzoil 400 is concerned. Trey, what do you have for us? 
Well, Mike, as we head to Vegas, Vegas has their eyes on a couple of different drivers in terms of who are the betting favorites to win this weekend. We heard Brendan Gaughan talk about how much of a favorite Kyle Busch uh, should be in the truck race. Vegas has their eyes on a different Kyle as the favorite in the cup race for Sunday. It's a driver who's won twice at Vegas in recent memory, and that is Kyle Larson. He is at plus 400 or four to one. Then right behind Kyle, you have the winner of this race one year ago, William Byron. He is at plus 850. And then Denny Hamlin as well sits at plus 850. I'm going with Larson to win the race. Yes, he is the favorite. Not very steep odds in terms of four to one. And you know me, I like to go off of the beaten path a little bit. But I think it's the safe play this weekend because we don't know what to expect in the first downforce race of the season, especially with the Fords and the Toyotas having new body styles. We don't know what, what we're going to see from them. And Hendrick Motorsports has dominated Vegas in this next-gen car, winning three out of the four races with three different drivers. Who knows? Maybe Chase Elliott uh, becomes the fourth one. But I'm going with Larson. I would not be surprised to see one of the Toyotas because they seem very confident in the new Camry, a Hamlin, a Bell, or a Redick win. But I think Larson is the safe play at 4-1. to one. Long shots, I'm going with one of the Toyotas, and that is Ty Gibbs. 28-1, to one. I think Gibbs is primed to win this season. I would not be surprised to see it come on an intermediate racetrack. 28-1, to one, Gibbs, one of my long shots. And then Josh Berry, he's 150-1 to one to win the race. I'm not, going, I'm not telling you to put any units on Berry to win, but he's got multiple wins here in the Xfinity series. And for him to finish in the top 10, he's 40 to one. So I think that Josh Berry, if you can find some prop bets on a top 10, a top five, something like that, I think Josh Berry at 40 to one, there could be some value there with him, familiar surroundings in Vegas. And we always know Rodney Childers with Kevin Harvick, they seem to pull top 10s, uh, out of nowhere. So I think Barry could be live for that this weekend, but ultimately I think it's Kyle Larson who celebrates in victory lane. Wow. Barry for a top 10, the long shot. Maybe if you have some extra units out there, you might want to throw them in their direction. They meaning obviously Josh Barry and Rodney Childers over there at Stewart Haas racing folks. PRN will have coverage for you for Xfinity series racing and for NASCAR cup series racing. But MRN will be on the scene with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series to get the weekend going. It'll be Friday night, the Victoria's Voice Foundation 200. Tune in, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. For producer Trey and all of us here at the Motor Racing Network, I'm Mike Bagley. Hope you enjoy your Las Vegas racing weekend. Don't forget NASCAR Live Tuesday night at 7. And, of course, another download of NASCAR Live Wide Open next Thursday right here on the Motor Racing Network. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. 